Don't make me turn this podcast around. You're listening to the Reno Dads podcast. We're dads talking about dad stuff. We're doing the dad thing in the biggest little city in the world, Reno, Nevada. But we're talking about things that all dads and parents can relate to. We'll share fatherly war stories, discuss manly things, and even get into the tender moments of fatherhood. We want you to be a part of the conversation, so join us and listen in. Oh, and be warned, dad jokes ahead. Awesome. Uh, well, welcome back to the next episode of the Reno Dads podcast. It's Jonathan here, and I have a really great panel of folks to talk to this uh, in this episode um, from the Hope Means Nevada organization. And I'll give everybody a chance to introduce themselves first because I will not do anybody's uh, names or <laughs> titles justice. Um, why don't we start with you, Sierra, and you can kind of, uh, we'll, we'll uh, get, get it kicked off. Great. Thanks for having me. And my name is Sierra Bellavance. I'm the executive director of Hope Means Nevada. Awesome. And how about you, Dr. Evans? Hi, I'm uh, Steve Evans. I'm the chief medical officer at Silver Summit Health Plan in Nevada. Great. And Dr. Jacobs? Yes. Uh, hello, uh, Sheldon Jacobs. Um, I sit on the Hope Means Nevada board. I'm, I'm also a licensed marriage and family therapist. And again, thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you, Dr. Jacobs. And I uh, also have a high schooler from uh, Reno High. We've got um, Shane Taylor. Welcome aboard. Thank you. And Shane, uh, you said you're at uh, Reno High, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Excellent, excellent. So, um, Sierra, why don't you, uh, for the purposes of just getting everybody oriented, because I know there are folks who are listening who probably don't know the organizations that are involved in this uh, Hope Means Nevada, and you know, kind of just give us sort of the the thumbnail of that so we can all get oriented. Yeah, of course. Um, Hope Means Nevada is a fairly uh, newer uh, initiative of Nevada Medical Center. So Nevada Medical Center was started in 2013 by the late Eric Hilton, who started um, Three Square Food Bank down here in Southern Nevada, um, and Julie Murray, who's currently our co-chair. And um, it was started kind of as a collaborative organization to address the needs in Nevada. Um, so Prior to 2020, they would release a healthcare report card, um, and mental health was consistently ranked, Nevada ranked in the bottom um, for mental health and mental health, health resources. And so in 2020, um, a new board kind of got together and created Hope Means Nevada, um, kind of, um, I would say, um, serendipitously right before the pandemic started in 2020. So they did some listening sessions, um, heard what was going on in the community, and Hope Means Nevada was born um, in part thanks to our and our partners who donated over, I think we're close to 700,000 in free um, labor and ads and, and the like. So uh, really Hope Means Nevada, um, we try and bridge the gap between the resources that are available to teens and youth in the state um, and the teens themselves. And uh, we try and get them to talk about their mental health um, with peer-to-peer -peer connection and on social media. We try and meet them where they are, which is generally online in some form. Um, so that's kind of the the elevator pitch for Hope Means Nevada. I could go on for I know, for I know. It's, it's a, if it's a, and, and it is primarily directed, as I understand it, Mostly at the youth, um, you know, the yeah. youth market, yeah, yeah, and, yeah and youth and, and and their loved ones. Yeah, and and was that particular concern when in 2020 the organization was founded, and and maybe one of the you know either you or one of the doctors could kind of comment on that. 
Yeah, I'm sure that um, both the doctors on the call can attest to this. But I, in, in 2020, one in four teens reported um, having suicide ideation uh, fairly consistently. And so and that number hasn't changed and it kind of crosses all socioeconomic barriers and boundaries. Um, obviously, that that crosses age range as well. But Hope Means Nevada, we really try and arm people with the tools they need to be mentally fit before it gets to suicide ideation, right? Most people who are um, having some sort of mental health um, issue or or the like, um, it doesn't automatically jump to suicide ideation, ideation as I'm sure Dr. Jacobson can share. Yeah, and, and, you know, the, the problem in Nevada is not getting better. It's definitely getting worse. And um, you know, it's the second leading cause of death in, in youth between eight and 24 years old. Um, there was 21 deaths uh, due to intentional self-harm for 100,000 people um, in Nevada in 2019. And as everyone has probably heard by now, um, COVID, um, the whole lockdown, the whole problems that we, that we all went through only made this worse. Um, to the to the point that um, up to 25% of our youth that were in schools that were locked down where they couldn't go to school and interact with their peers said that they had considered, um, you know, or at least thought about committing suicide. So this is so timely that this organization was created at this time. We need something to um, to turn the tide of where we're headed. So with respect to the Nevada's sort of response to this, is this, uh, I know that, you know, this program is kind of focused on a few um, key areas and, you know, key demographics and, 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 and so forth. Um, have, you know, what are some of the types of programs, I guess, either, you know, Dr. Jacobs or Dr. Dr. Evans, what are some of the things that, um, you know, Hope Means Nevada is trying to, I guess, collaborate with or try to make happen in terms of, you know, pulling those resources together? Well, I think one of the things that um, Hope Means Nevada prides itself on is uh, collaboration, uh, collaborating with other uh, partners, other organizations in the community um, to meet uh, our, our teens and our youth where they are. Um, and then also just looking at it from the peer-to-peer peer support um, model. Um, you know, research has shown that peer-to-peer -peer support is very, very effective you know a lot of times especially for young 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 people uh, a lot of times they'll listen to a, a peer before they'll listen to a professional like myself or dr evans and so um so i think that there's a lot of power in that and and so really going you know going into the schools um, going into you know various entities where you know where youth tend to congregate i think has, has been very important because essentially one of the things that we've learned especially with the, with the through the pandemic is that we have to meet you know, our young people where they are. And if we don't do that, we're going to continue to to lose them at a very high rate. Um, and also, you know, we have uh, the mental health uh, resources mv.org. So mental health resources mv.org. Um, it's a great um, uh, resource. Um, there's a lot of information on there. Uh, there's some templates on there as well in terms of being able to engage, um, you know, youth, engage parents even um, in terms of you know, providing that awareness and educating them on, on signs and various, um, you know, uh, behaviors to look for if, if a teen or, or a young person is is struggling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's very, very true. This particular program, I'll just add that that uh, that we're involved with 
uh, Sober Summit Health Plan um, is providing funds, uh, $1.5 million to Hope Means Nevada to, to run a specific suicide and harm prevention program for teens and youth. And, and it's running from August uh, through September. And the goal is really to reduce um, teen suicide during this time. And um, uh, Dr. Jacobs mentioned the mental health resources nb.org. Um, this is in fact the one-stop shop um, for um, ways to uh, find information, both parents and um, youth in regard to suicide prevention. And um, I think it's an incredibly important program that um, Hope Means Nevada has, has put together. And on, uh, on that website and, and some of those resources, if I, I did take a look at it before, I'm curious, what are some of the things that you're put, putting in, in people's hands and are we doing also training or is it sort of just a thing that people can kind of, you know, look through on their own? How, how is it getting to the folks, you know, and, and I'm going to direct this a chain in a few minutes, but, you know, how are we getting to the, you know, peer to peer? Are we giving them these tools and then also helping them sort of use them, learn how to use them? Yeah, so there's there's definitely self-service tools on the site. Um, we also, as Dr. Jacobs said, part of our organization, we pride ourselves on collaboration. Um, so there's multiple different resources available, whether it's the 988, the new 988 um, suicide hotline, you can find the NAMI text line um, and call line where you can text or call with, your, with a peer. Um, and then there's other organizations within the communities um, in within Nevada so that um, teens really can see all the options and their parents can see all the options that are available to mm -hmm. them. Um, so whether that's taking the suicide risk assessment where you can take that in the comfort of your own home, um, you may not be comfortable calling someone and talking through that, um, making a plan. There's, there's a lot of self-service on that mental health resources nb.org site. And one of the things that I found really exciting on the website is there's actual listings of physical locations. If individuals feel like they don't want to wait uh, to make an appointment with a doctor or, or uh, to use some of the other resources, which are incredibly important, they can actually walk into some of the physical locations that are listed on the site. And I think that's going to be really helpful for a lot of kids. Yeah. 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 And we're, we're, we're grateful to Silver Summit for providing that. Um, that's the free resource that they're providing to the community, whether you use their insurance or not. So it's really yeah. cool. No, that's awesome. And, and Shane, I, I guess at this point, I was curious to hear how you got involved with this organization and what you've learned, uh, you know, from the time that you've been uh, connected to them. Well, um, I was really interested in joining because two of my friends has, have attempted at community suicide, and luckily, uh, it failed. And they got they got help, and they had someone to talk to afterwards. Both of them, and now they're free and happy. Um, so once I got into it, I started to realize that it not only is the factor of what's going on in your life that leads to it. It's just if you don't have someone to talk to. Because mm -hmm. everything gets bottled up, and if you can't let it out, then that's what leads to that, or self-harm, suicide, whatever. So I think if you have someone to talk to or someone to let it out and express your feelings, that's a great help. And that's what I was trying to join and see all the good that this has brought to people and how they can talk and stuff. And it was really happy to see in my middle school, they had a lot of suicide awareness and things for people to be able to talk to. And this is something that's sort of new to me, I will say, um, 
in the sense that, you know, when I was in high school, uh, way back in the day, this is not something that was, you know, really you know, present in terms of a, an open conversation. I mean, it happened, I'm, you know, as I'm sure we're all aware, um, but it, you know, it, it wasn't something that we were really meant to sort of spend a lot of time talking about, or we did talk about. And so it's interesting to hear that um, now that we have, you know, sort of opened up this conversation and now we're hearing, and I'm hearing from Shane that these conversations are happening even in middle schools. And so I'm curious uh, about those resources as well as is, is all, you know, these are all types of the programs that are, um, I guess, available. Um, so part of the Hope Means Nevada website and what you'll find on mentalhealthresourcesnv.org are um, tools for parents as well, because we have seen that the youth are much more open um, to talking with their peers about mental health. Um, but sometimes it's the parents also catching up with that because you're right. I mean, I graduated in 2011, so maybe just a little bit after you, but we didn't talk about it either. And so I think there's a lot of catch up with, with parents who need the tools and the resources to know how to talk to their, um, teens or the, the youth in their life. And I learned, I learned something about, so I'm a parent, I have six kids. I learned something from the website and that's how to talk to your kids about mental health. And the, the most important thing is to actually talk to them about it, uh, ask questions, be respectful, listen to what they tell you. Most of all, let them know that no matter what they're going through, you're always going to be on their side. And, and I, you know, the website is incredibly helpful for parents in that manner. Absolutely. And I think it's important too. you know, I think it's, something that you, know, you, you can't, you know, effectively, effectively intervene without awareness and education. So I think it starts there with the awareness. I think with the awareness, you know, it puts us all in positions where we're able to be more effective in terms of intervening. If, you know, if we do have a young person or anybody body for that nature that's struggling with mental health related issue. Um, but I think that you know, things have changed. Um, you know, obviously the, the, the numbers have skyrocketed when it comes to, you know, suicide uh, across demographics, across, you know, you know, it's various, um, you know, uh, age groups. Uh, I, know, I know here in Las Vegas, we had a kiddo, um, you know, right after, right when the pandemic first started, um, commit suicide this kid this child was eight years of age and so i'm thinking like eight years old like i mean i just couldn't i couldn't it was hard for me to even process that um you know just that, that age and, and a kid wanting to take their life at such a young age so um you know it's definitely a a, a a huge issue but one of the things too i want to i want to say and this is for parents as well is um you know continue to check in with your kids uh, i know over time we kind of gotten away from the the, the dinner table talks um, I know when I was when I was growing up, you know, we would, you know, at the dinner table, everything sort of evolved around the dinner table in terms of checking in about the day, how things are going at school. And you know, we've kind of we've gotten away from that as a as a society, as a culture. Um, and we need to get back back to that because our kids are are struggling uh, with many different things. And so I think that, you know, in today's in today's world, we're in such a hurry to, you know, you know, to access information, to see what's going on through our phones and our tablets. And these these devices, you know, are what's I think, you know, in, in some respects, you know, sort of destroying, you know, you know, our young people in particular. And so I think that, you know, we have to be more cognizant of that, that we have to, you know, be more in tune with our kids and having these these sometimes uncomfortable conversations. 
Yeah. And I, I appreciate um, the way you said that about the dinner table. Cause I, I think about that from, you know, my raising my kids and, you know, what opportunities there were to have those conversations. Um, and, but I, I, I really like the, you know, what you've said about the, the resource on, on this you know, particular website and then what's been, you know, sort of become, I think a much more, you know, a, available conversation, people are having these conversations out in, you know, in public and having the, you know, the conversations because we need to, it's, 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 it's necessary. You know, it's unfortunate that it's necessary, obviously, in, you know, some respects, but that we're openly having the conversations sort of hard as they may be. I mean, we've had a few, um, you know, uh, previous podcasts where we've, we've talked with guests here who have survived suicide attempts and they've been very um, clear about that feeling of, like you said, Shane, that there was nobody they could talk to. There was nobody that they could, you know, really confide in, or they felt pretty much alone. And so, you know, those types of, you know, indicators and things like that, that you've mentioned that, you know, people should be on the lookout for. Um, there are some other organizations I know that were connected to this effort. I, I'm curious if we, you know, want to sort of bring some of those in and talk about, I mean, I know that there's the Hopeful Cities movement. There's some other things that, you know, that are connected uh, I happen to know Catherine from uh, previous, you know, um, uh, things that I've worked with her on, and she's, you know, she is a, a force of nature, it seems. Catherine but, uh, actually uh, recently got added to the Hope Maidens of Ada board. And I'm really, so, I was really pleased to hear that. So that's really yeah. great news because she, you know, I know that she's been working hard on this issue for a really long time. Are, are there other organizations, you know, cr- across, you know, Nevada or, you know, I guess across the country that we're working with? And you know, uh, making sure that we, you know, we're, we're, we're learning from each other and, and sharing as much information as, as we can. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dr. Jacobs. Well, I was just going to mention the, the Hope Squads. Um, yeah. And you probably can, you can probably, you know, provide more inside information than I can, but the Hope Squads are, is, is a very, uh, it's a powerful movement. I, I refer to them as a movement because um, they are, they're on the front lines. They're in the schools. Um, they are really connecting with our young people um, and meeting them where they are. And I think it's a very, uh, just a very powerful movement that we're seeing in terms of just the response from you know the, our, our young people. And again, going back to that peer to peer support and the power in that. But one of the things that a lot of times people don't realize is that a lot of times you know, when people take their lives, it's not that they want to die is that they want to rid themselves of the pain. Um, and there's a, it's a general misconception when it comes to suicide, but you know, being able to deal with that pain, being able to manage that pain is oftentimes is the challenge for, for, for many, for many people. So what do we do with that? And so I think the hope squads, you know, are, you know, they, they kind of help fill that void in terms of not only from the education piece, but even just from the, the awareness element as well. The causes of suicide are determined by many different factors, mental illness, substance abuse, painful losses, violence, social isolation. But I really think that individuals who attempt suicide just feel like that they're the end of of the rope. They're out of options to deal with their issues. And knowing that um, they have someone to talk to, like like this uh, Hope Squad, um, could make a big difference uh, in, in being able to talk about it and having other people tell you that there is um, other alternatives other than suicide. Yeah, I, I think that's a really great message. And I'm curious, Shane, if you, if you have encountered, you know, now that you're, you know, in high school and, you know, there's a lot more people and a lot more things happening. And I know you've got your own, you know, sort of sports things that you're thinking about, but 
you know, are um, are those programs, you know, starting to get um, some traction in what you're seeing, you know, with your your um, your classmates and your peers in, in school? Well, um, I haven't seen as much more in middle school. I saw a lot of suicide prevention, people to talk to all over the walls. And I actually haven't seen one this year. Maybe it's because I haven't been there enough or whatever, but I haven't seen one, to be honest. Uh, but I have seen a lot more, like, a lot rougher, you could say, uh, a lot rougher bullying. But it's now it's not as much verbal, face-to-face -face bullying, physical bullying. It's more cyber. And I think the reason why suicide has skyrocketed is because cell phones, devices have evolved. Everything has evolved to a point where you can hide behind can hide behind a, a screen and you can bully people and they'll never catch you. And I think the abuse of just multiple texts coming in or whatever uh, people messaging you, that can really get to the point where it's just overwhelming. And everyone, I don't know one person that doesn't have a cell phone. And I think almost all people that aren't really my friends have sent sent at hateful messages towards someone else. And that's that's what I think the suicide has skyrocketed, just because of that. And what are some of the things, you know, in terms of, uh, this is for either of the doctors, like when, when somebody is, or for Sierra for that matter, when somebody is sort of faced with that and they encounter that, how, how are we, what, what are, as parents, I mean, Reno dads, we're nothing if we're not thinking about parenting all the time and being dads, right? So what are some things that a dad, you know, and we talked about sort of the resources on the website, of course, the mental health resources, nv.org, but, you know, what are some, you know, good things that dads can be thinking about in terms of talking to their kids about their phone habits and, you know, things like that. I mean, I think that, was, that would be really a practical application and thing to talk about here for our dads and, and other listeners. So part of what Shane um, was speaking of, that's, that's kind of the, the need for this campaign is so the most of that 1.5 million is going into paid media to try and get these placements into teens um, news feeds, right? So if they're seeing the bullying, they're getting it on their, their smartphones, we want them to also see messages of hope and messages of understanding and support. Um, and also you know, just organic content. Hope Means Nevada on Instagram and all the social platforms. Um, we provide so much positive, uplifting content um, and advice for things like this. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll put out a post saying like, let's go 24 hours off of our cell phones, you know, and try and challenge teens to take a break from social media and doom, squir doom scrolling. Um, a new term that I recently learned where where you're, you know, kind of spiraling and you just keep scrolling through social media. So um, just uplifting, you know, stories and, and just getting that infiltrated into the feed, which can sometimes be negative is, is kind of the goal of what we're trying to accomplish. And, and for the parents, I mean, like I, you know, struggled with this when my kids first got cell phones. So like we had rules for the cell phones, you know, that lasted a few years and then they got a little bit older and we had to kind of learn that there was, you know, some trust factors and all of those things. But maybe I'm, you know, I'm curious what your, you know, you mentioned Dr. Jacobs a, a little bit about, you know, you know, the phone, you know, being sort of ever, ever present. 
what are some things are, are we are we making recommendations to parents about how to you know monitor phone use or things like that are we how, how are we you know are we including some of those you know um, activities or ideas for for parents to be considering yeah certainly i mean i think it's i think it's something that um you know parents you know i always say just being in tune with your kids um whatever that might look like um i think that's you know just checking in with them, you know, having those you know, conversations with them, um, talking to them about social media. I think a lot, a lot of teens don't know some of the pitfalls of social media. And so, uh, you know, sharing some of those things with them. But I think as a parent, as a dad, especially, uh, you know, for me, you know, I think the listening piece, I think, is, is a big one. Um, you know, it's being a, being as good of a listener as, as possible. Um, I think, you know, as a parent, sometimes, you know, we, or at least I have the inclination to, uh, you know, to be reactive <laughs> um, versus just you know, taking, a, taking a step back hey, and just it's sitting down. Just it's not just me. No, no, not just you at all. Um, so I think a listening piece is, is, is huge. But yes, I, I think that, you know, there needs to be some parameters around uh, you know, social media use, cell phone use. Um, cause I think if not, you know, a lot of times and not all teens, not all, some teens are very responsible and, um, they're very good about their, you know, their, their, their phone time and their social media time, you know, so it's not, not to put everybody in the same category, but teens that, but some teams need to be reminded, you know, that it's important that, um, you know, that you are, uh, you know, not overusing, uh, you know, uh, your phone, like using it excessively and, and, and on social media excessively, because definitely there could be some uh, negative effects to that, especially over time. So I think there's a lot to be learned from that. Um, and I think even with the research, I mean, you know, there's more and more research that's, 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 coming out that's really looking at um, the impacts of, you know, social media as it pertains to mental health. Um, so, so definitely something to consider. But I think it's also important to, to realize, it, and certainly phones and bullying and, and cyberbullying, it's definitely on the rise and it's definitely a huge contributor to a lot of anxiety uh, and problems for teens. But um, I think it's important to realize that um, when, when somebody is about to commit suicide, um, they have certain behaviors, they have certain um, actions that are not different than if cell phones hadn't been invented. And so to be able to recognize signs of depression, anxiety, uh, that's, that's really important. And to be able to recognize that in your children, you have to, before any of that happens, try and maintain that relationship with your children so they're willing to talk with you. And so um, things like, um, talking about, you know, that I do with my kids is talking about, are there any kids that are sad at school? Are any kids being bullied at school? And um, it's amazing how many times that has led to my kids telling me that they're sad and that they have been bullied. And so I, I think definitely phones have made things a lot more complex, but when it comes down to suicide, it's kind of addiction and mental health issues for the most part. And, and, and phones absolutely make it worse. Yeah. And, and Dr. Evans, I just want to, I guess, I guess reemphasize that point that you made about asking the questions and actually I want to sort of reemphasize it really for the dads who are listening. I think it's really pretty important. And it's something that we are very passionate about here at Reno dads that are that dad is a verb, right? You know, being a dad is a verb, you know, you have to be actively engaged as a parent. Uh, and there's a role for, you know, dads in all of these conversations that may feel a little awkward or uncomfortable, but we, we really want to encourage our dads to, to kind of go there you know, and, and be, and be willing to, you know, have those uncomfortable conversations 
and ask the questions and learn how to ask those questions, right? I mean, that was something for me, Dr. Jacobs, that it took me a long time to not be the, well, this is the way it's going to be, you know, dad, because uh, I don't know, that's just how I was. But now asking questions and being curious about, hey, what's going on? And, you know, how are you feeling? Um, it feels a lot more natural, but it's taken some practice. Great point. And there's a, there's a myth out there that talking about suicide or talking about mental health will lead to suicide or lead to mental health problems. And that's not the case. Um, it's better to have it out in the open than, mm-hmm. than to try and just ignore a problem or a potential problem. Right, right. And so we, we, we know that this is a campaign that's meant to, you know, run about three months. Um, so we're about uh, two thirds of the way through here, we're going to run through the rest of October. Um, what are some of the, I, we talked about, you know, sort of act, actively putting content into feeds, like what are some other activities, um, Sierra, that you think will be, uh, will be see from the, from the campaign over the next couple of weeks? Yeah, so Silver Summit Health Plans um, has some really great community events going on. I believe there's one in Reno. I'm not sure when this podcast comes out um, on Saturday. Um, And then there's a few in the South. Um, So that's part of it. Um, There also, I know uh, we partnered with the Office of Suicide Prevention and NAMI and a few other organizations um, to get casinos and other groups to light up um, the suicide prevention colors for suicide prevention month. Um, So just trying to consistently put out into um, the media and into everyone's day-to-day lives uh, that this is important and this is something to focus on. Yeah, well, and, and, we'll, and I've seen this all over the place, uh, you know, not just because I work for Silver Summit Health Plan, but I've seen billboards, bus shelters, bus panels, even on social media, I've seen it um, and I've heard on the radio. So you guys have done a great job at uh, Hope Means Nevada getting the, the word out there. Thank yeah. you. It's it's a big it's a big push, but we're grateful for the community that's kind of rallying around it. You know, I think it's in a again in in, in the context of what we like to really focus on here, Reno Dads. It's an, a hugely important topic, right? We we we've addressed it before. We've had conversations with you know, suicide attempt, you know, attemptees before. And and it has really opened my eyes, um, quite frankly, to things that I, you know, didn't know uh, over the last couple of years. And I'm, I'm really glad that the Reno you know, Dads has, you know, been part of the conversation over the last couple of years. Um, we know that it's not this, you know, easiest thing to do, um, you know, and, and I think it means a lot to, you know, hear from other dads and hear from other organizations that, you know, this is something that, you know, the, the community is trying to rally behind this mental health crisis, um, you know, that's been exacerbated over the last couple of years. I think, uh, I, I guess maybe I'll just kind of go around one last time and say, you know, if, if there's anything that you want to share, you know, maybe with Shane, we could start with you and say, you know, what, what are some of the things that you hope, um, you know, would come out of this you know, conversation and people that you, you know, you know, I'm a lot of grownups here. You're the only, <laughs> you're the only kid on the, on the podcast right now, but what are some things, you know, that you think about, um, you know, would be helpful for you as a, you know, again, a high school student, you know, to hear from, from your, uh, you know, parents and from, you know, grownups in your life. Uh, I, it really makes me uh, happy to hear what my dad or mom asked me. Hey, how's everything going? How's your grades? How's this? I don't think it's like, like burning down on me, trying to all of that. But I think it's more of like they care and they want the best for me. So I think that I'm very, 
I'm very grateful to have parents that will be able to talk to me. And if I'm going through something, help me through that struggle. And yeah, that, that is true. I think it's very, very important to get it out on social media about um, suicide awareness, because I think it's good for people to see that and then act on it in real life. Because having that real life person to come up to you face to face and talk about everything you're going through and someone else's input on what's happening and uh, they can help you out. So I think if if people see that and they repeat that and do what they saw on the social media posts or whatever, that'll definitely help things out and people out to be able to have someone else to talk to I think you're way ahead of me, Shane. I'm just going to say, like, when I was your age, I don't think I knew anything about this stuff. And I, I really want to applaud you for being able to, you know, be a part of a peer, you know, a, a person who can people can come to. And um, that's a really, you know, admirable thing to, to take on uh, and know, I'm sure that you're not alone. Right. If somebody came to you with you know thoughts, you would know where to go and you would know who to talk to. And you could go to grownups who could help you, you know, you know, get somebody out of trouble or help somebody who might be, you know, thinking about harming themselves. And, and that to me is just a fantastic thing that you're doing, Shane. And I, you know, I really applaud you for, for stepping up. Um, and I think uh, to Drs. Evans and Jacobs and, and Sierra here, I, I can't thank you guys enough for coming on the show and talking about this important topic, putting your time and effort towards helping put out community resources that are so desperately needed. And clearly, you know, um, you know, we have a long way to go, but it's it's folks like you that are, are really, you know, taking these steps to to improve the you know the condition of, of mental health here in in Nevada and you know for all of our of all of our community here. Thank you. We appreciate that. Thank you for the opportunity to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you both very much. Thank you all so much. Thank you. You've been listening to the Reno Dads podcast on renodads.com. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Stop by renodads.com and click on contact us and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear on our show. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Reno Dads and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for joining us. We hope you'll join us here next time and we'll see you online at renodads.com.